Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's satirical saunter down the silly streets of yesteryear, throwing shade. If you enjoy the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to tinyearl.com slash EFCT throwing shade, where for as little as $5 a month, you can get access to exclusive bloopers, rehearsals, and special bonus episodes. And now sit back and relax and enjoy throwing shade. There is a darkness in the minds of men, a darkness in their hearts, a darkness in a room with no lights. And who knows that darkness? The Shade knows. By day, Theodore Rockwell is a go get em reporter for the Chicago Gazette-Times-Herald. You know, in the future, I hope these massive media conglomerates get broken up. It's ridiculous to think of such a small number of people being in charge of disseminating information. Perhaps, if there was a worldwide network of free information the public could access, they could use their keen reasoning and analytical thinking to become more informed and resistant to propaganda. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I really thought I was going to be able to say that with a straight face. Now, where was I? Oh, right. <coughs> But by night, he becomes the Shade. Using his uncanny ability to wear dark clothing, he, assisted by his girl Friday, Wednesday morning, who is the mysterious female vigilante, the Vamp, defends the downtrodden and fights the forces of evil. But can one man defend the innocent from the scourge of Chicago's underbelly? Find out in this week's spine-numbing conclusion to Throwing Shade, Natural Bored Villains. And look, look! Throw me down the stairs and call me a slinky! We've retained a sponsor for yet another week! True to their name, Grip Tight Dentures are holding on! Also brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater, bringing you high-quality, 1930s radio-style satire since this show was actually on the radio. Previously on Throwing Shade... Ta-da! And now, on to our story. Act 3, Scene 1. The Great Dwight Hope. Some best-laid plans go awry. When last we left our intrepid villainesses, they had just arrived at an out-of-the-way gas station in out-of-the-way Dwight, Illinois, with the express purpose of filling up on more than fuel. All right, fella. Fill this car up with gas and this here bag with all the cash from the register inside. And I'll be inside getting some snacks. Wait a minute. Is this here a sticker? Yes. Yes, it is. 
Let me use my shade binoculars. Let me guess. They're just binoculars painted. Wait. Shade, did you paint the lenses black? Sure did. That way I can't give away my position by the sun glinting off the lenses. Clever, huh? I see only one flaw in your plan. Flaw? What flaw? The shade put the shade binoculars to his face and... No, I'm blind! For Pete's sake. I can see. It's a miracle. Oh, now I can see stars. Put these back. Oh, I see someone. Come on. Excuse me, sir. Is he picking wildflowers? Looks like it. Hello there. Oh, hello. Beautiful day, ain't it? Kind of day that makes you happy to be alive. Um, sure. Do you work here? Sure do. Name's Skeeter. Of course it is. Well, Skeeter, we were hoping to get some gas and... Oh, sure, sure. Hey, those are some pretty unusual outfits. I like the mask. Y'all gonna stick me up? What? what? No! We're crime fighters. I'm the Shade and this is the Vamp. Oh, I get it. You're all in black and you vamp. You got a real Shirley Temple thing going on. Shirley Temple? That's a new one. They're the only movies my ma lets me watch. Nice outfit. Thanks. It has pockets. For the animal crackers. Quiet, you. Skeeter, did you see two young ladies drive through here? I sure did. Did they rob you? They sure did. One of them stole my heart. Why the no good, low down, dirty... Wait, what? Yep, me and her are engaged now. What? Yep, Mama always told me that if I'm kissing a woman on the mouth, then I gotta marry her. I have so many questions. But did they rob the gas station? Oh, nah. Got some gas and some snacks and then paid me three dollars not to tell my cousin the sheriff they was here. Oh, is that Dwight? Ignore him. So no crime was committed? Nah, they are real sweet. Hmm. Seems strange. Uh, but we do need a fill-up. And did you mention snacks? Yep, we got about 13 different types of jerky. Any gherkins? Shade! No! You drive, and I'll handle the snacks. She sure don't act like Shirley Temple. You have no idea. <laughs> Act 3, Scene 2. Roadblock. Things go from bad to worse. Hours passed as both our heroes and anti-heroes continued their cross-country journey. While the Shade and the Vamp were dealing with the stress of extended proximity... I spy with my little eye something starting with the letter F. It's a field. It's always a field. This is a stupid game! Misty and Kitty were having problems of their own. Nothing seemed to be going right. From attempting to knock over a liquor store... What kind of liquor store ain't open at two o'clock in the afternoon? 
The sign says no sale on Sunday. I know what each of those words mean on their own, but that sentence don't make any sense. To banks. All right, nobody move. Don't shoot. Oh, thank you. They were trying to rob the bank. Kitty, did we just stop a crime? I think so. What should we do? Freeze, please. We give up. And who are you two? Us? Nobody. Just two concerned citizens. Making a citizen's arrest. And a hasty exit. This is why I keep telling you not to open up on Sunday, Virgil. To overly complicated schemes to seize power. Once we dam the river, the town will have to pay us whatever we ask. Otherwise, their precious town will dry up. <laughs> now this feels like some proper villainy. Oh, beavers! Ouch, ouch, get away! These beavers are vicious! Oof! And usually I get along so well with forest animals. Run! Misty and Kitty were unable to succeed at anything criminal. They were depressed. I'm depressed. Disappointed. I'm disappointed myself. And worst of all, low on snacks. How did we already go through 13 bags of jerky? What are we going to do? We haven't even gotten to Springfield. There's no way we can make it all the way to California with this kind of luck. <gasps> That's it. Watch it. You made me spill all the celery. I don't know how you can drink that stuff. It's really not that bad. But then I come from a culture that boils everything it eats, so take from that what you will. Kitty, you're brilliant. I always thought so. Boiling ain't that bad. Really brings out the flavor in hamburgers. No, I mean, I know why we haven't been able to get back into a life of crime. We're thinking too small. We are? Yes. These small towns and two-bit businesses are beneath us. But Springfield, capital of the state, that's where we make our mark. How? We're going to take over the capital. Today, Illinois. Tomorrow, the world! <laughs> Meanwhile, a few miles back. I spy with my little eye something green. It's a field. Want to try some jerky? I think this one is squirrel. Not everything should be made into jerky. Maybe I should have sprung for the radio. And even more miles farther back, an unexpected participant was pulling into a familiar gas station. Fill her up. You Dwight? Nope. My name's Skeeter. Of course it is. Yep, fill it up. You see a man and a woman drive out this way? The woman would have had a typewriter on her neck? Nope. The only woman and feller who came out this way was the shade and the vamp. The shade and the vamp drove out this way? Sure did. They took off after those two ladies with the real nice guns. Kitty and Misty! So that overly friendly neighbor of theirs was right! They've taken off! That's why the little man in the boat is closed. 
And they must be up to no good if the Shade and the Vamp are after them. There you go, mister. That'll be a dollar. Here you go. I've got to catch up with them. Well, they took off from here about a few hours ago. You're gonna have to drive non-stop to catch them. You need snacks. You have snacks? Yep, 13 different types of jerky. Jerky? Hot dog! Yep, that's one of them. We'll return to throwing shade, natural board villains, in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Friends, does your smile resemble a neglected picket fence? Have you recaptured your childhood by having to eat nothing but baby food? Then grip-tight dentures are for you! Made of the finest, genuine elephant tusk ivory, grip-tight dentures are long-lasting! And with the built-in adhesive, you can be guaranteed to leave your mark behind when you take a bite. Not your teeth! Grip-tight dentures! You're stuck with them! And now, a few words from other important personages. Friends, Eclectic Full Contact Theater is forging ahead with their 11th season, bringing you a year of nothing but new works. From readings to festivals celebrating the best new works from around the country and the world, both on stage and over the airwaves, EFCT is bringing fresh, new work to audiences everywhere. So, go to eclectic-theater.com to find out about all their brand spanking new 11th season and tell them The Shade sent you. And now, back to our story. Act 4, Scene 1, Capital Punishment. A lot of hot air gets cooled down. Our intrepid heroes, determined villains, and confused third wheel all spent a restful night at various roadside motels. Well, that was a restful night. Yeah, though I don't know why they insisted on keeping the light on. You're never allowed to pick the accommodations. Ever again. How could I know? It was called the Bedbug Inn. I thought it meant it'd be snug. So long, Miss Calhoun. Oh, you can call me Norma. And all made their way toward Springfield. When Misty and Kitty arrived, they headed straight to the warehouse district. I said they headed straight for the warehouse district. There's no violence in Springfield's warehouse district. You're out of balloons, aren't you? Maybe. I need a nap. What's all this, then? I don't remember us owning all these crates. Well, the law didn't get everything in mind when they arrested me. I was able to squirrel this away. Is that my freeze ray? You bet. Where have you been keeping that? I moved it into the little man in the boat cellar when I repainted. 
Why would you bring a freeze-ray into the pub? Well, at first I wanted to try making ice cream. But now taking over an entire state is significantly more fun. You know how to put this together? Oh, sure. You just put the who's-its into the what's-its. And the thingamabob into the thingamajig. Give it a good crank. And Bob's your uncle. Actually, me uncle's name is Woody. Sorry, a bunch of the patrons at that pub love that joke. See? This is what going straight has done to you. I know, it's just... This is a bit much. It'll be worth it, trust me. Once we deliver our demands to the governor, there'll be no stopping us. At that very moment, the Shade-mobile was pulling into downtown Springfield. Shade! Look! Buildings! <gasps> Buildings close together! The streets, they're paved! I hope Kitty and Misty are here, because I cannot take any more wide, untouched expanses of nature. I know what you mean, Vamp. Nature just isn't natural! Is it wrong that I want to put off looking for Kitty and Misty until I'm able to eat something that isn't jerky? I still have some leftover tongue. And I've lost my appetite. If we were Kitty and Misty, where would we go? Who's who? What? Well, you said if we were Kitty and Misty, so who's who? Does that matter? It might. I've never tried to be a woman before. Hmm, it's not that hard. Just come up with good ideas and then get ignored while making half what everybody else does. Huh? You never cease to prove my point, Shade. I'm here to help. I just wish I had some idea where they were. What do they want in the capital? Faith in me, Gora, blimey. I think maybe we want to take over all the organized crime in Springfield. What is that? I couldn't have asked it better myself. I figured I was Kitty. Well, you're not. Not even a little bit. That means I'm Misty? I think the pink really brightens the place up. Help. You know what? Forget I ever said anything. We're just us. Oh, good. Two identities is really my limit. I apologize for all of that. I hate to say it, Shade, but you said something earlier that made sense. He did? I did. You did. You said something about them taking over organized crime in Springfield. But that can't be it. It's not an election year. Ha-ha! <laughs> Get it? Politicians are crooks? <laughs> I hope the writers didn't strain themselves reaching for that low-hanging fruit. It's the taking over bit that's got me thinking. What did Misty do? Well, she almost took over the world with a freeze ray, but what does that have to do with... Oh, I see what you mean. What better place to try again than a capital city? When she tried that in Chicago, she went to the warehouse district. Come on. Let's get going. This city is too quiet. Yes. Too quiet. That's what I... You know what? Let's just go. Leaping from rooftop to rooftop was challenging. I'm all right. I'm all right. It's best if you just completely relax right before impact. Guess those buildings weren't as close together as I thought. To the Shade Mobile! Boom. 
managing to do so without serious injury, the Shade and the Vamp arrived at the warehouse district. It's just not the same. Wow. You can say that again. Wow. Our heroes stared for what felt like an uncomfortably long time at the lone warehouse before them. I was not expecting that. Makes sense if you think about it. How? How does it make sense that there's only one warehouse in the warehouse district? Well, it's not called the warehouses district. I'm not speaking to you. Come on! The Shade and the Vamp ran up the stairs to the third floor. After which, they walked quickly up the stairs to the sixth floor. They slowly plodded to the eighth. And then finally took the freight elevator to the top floor. Where they burst out onto the scene. Where they discovered Misty and Kitty with... A freeze ray! And... Ice cream? Act 4, Scene 2. Don't get sore, bae. Everybody chills. As the Shade and the Vamp burst onto the scene, everyone was taken aback. <gasps> the Shade! The Vamp! Misty! Kitty! The Shade! The Vamp! Kitty! Misty! Kitty! Misty! Vamp! Go! Don't start that. What are you two doing here? We could ask you the same question. We heard the two of you skipped town to go on a crime spree. A crime spree? Us? Are you saying that isn't what you did? It is most certainly not what we did. It's what we wanted to do, but not what we did. Kitty! I'm sorry! All the months not committing crimes has really done a number on my ability to lie to the law. So you are on a crime spree. But why? Because I'm sick and tired of being treated like public enemy number one when all we're trying to do is live our lives. Yeah, it ain't fair. We did our time and got a nice legitimate business going, but the minute something goes sideways, every flat foot in town shows up at our door. So fine. You want us to be criminals? Then we'll be criminals. Nobody wants you to be criminals. You sure about that? Sure would sell a lot of papers. Make the cops' jobs easier. And yours. Now hold on. We're not part of this. Oh? And how many times did you show up just assuming we knew something about whatever crime you were investigating? Well... I mean, it was just, uh... Ah, uh, nerds. So you're here in the capital with a freeze ray because of us? Well, I did miss the excitement of being a criminal mastermind. Life has seemed a bit duller since you put an end to our careers in lawlessness. So, why is it you haven't committed a single crime during your crime spree? Bad luck, mostly. And to be honest, after a while, it just wasn't fun. Being a criminal mastermind is a lot of work. Lonely, frustrating, stressful work. And for what? To have people chasing us? Scared of us? Hating us? And yet, I see a freeze ray pointed at the Capitol building. I was going to hold the city hostage, it's true. But then we realized it was a great way to make dessert. Try some! 
brown bread ice cream. I'm going to put it on the menu. Assuming we aren't going to jail. Well... Let them go. What? Let them go. They haven't done anything except take a trip and make ice cream. But... Just... We've... I've... Done enough to them. Let them go. Shade? I'll be in the car. Is he all right? I don't know. Act 4, Scene 3. Road to Redemption. Life is a highway, but there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, that is one overworked metaphor. A short time later, as the Shade was sitting silently behind the wheel of the Shade Mobile, Kitty and Misty are heading out. Good. Guess we should be heading back? I suppose. <laughs> Barely felt that one. We've obviously been in the car too long. I spy with my little eye something black. All right, buddy, spill it. What's got you all tied up in knots? It's nothing. Shade. You look pensive. You've never looked pensive. I don't think you've ever even said the word pensive. I'm just wondering if we're actually helping. Well, of course we're helping. Are we? Cannoli's got nothing to do, Clemens can't print a decent story, and the mayor is losing tourists. All because of us. You do realize all those people benefit from or profit off of crime, right? To the regular Joe on the street, we're helping. Oh, look at what happened to Kitty and Misty. We pushed them back into a life of crime. Or at least trying to get back into a life of crime. About that, they wanted me to say thanks. Thanks? Yeah. We may have made mistakes, but thanks to us, they ended up becoming partners in something other than crime. You're kidding. It's the truth. And they also appreciated that, despite our flaws, we always treated them fairly and gave them the benefit of the doubt. Shade, what we do, what you do, it's a good thing. I guess. And they said we're always welcome to the little man in the boat, as long as we're not trying to arrest them. I may take them up on that, although that is a lot of pink. They won't be there when we get back. Oh? They're apparently taking a vacation to Boston. The rest of the trip back was uneventful. And while in a slightly better mood, the shade was still thoughtful. And when they returned to the offices of the Gazette Times Herald the next day as Theo and Wednesday, they were surprised by the crowd in Editor-in-Chief Clarence Clemens' office. Oh my goodness, what's going on out here today? This is the most lively this office has ever been in life. Wow, look at that crowd. That's surprising. Rockwell, morning, where have you been? Following up on the little man in the boat story, Chief. And do we have a story for you, all about unfair pressure on rehabilitated ex-convicts. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's captivating, bleeding heart, Bushwa. But you can stow it in the circular file. We've got real news. What? It's so horrible. A crime-a-tide has hit the city. Wave. Huh? It's crime wave. 
That don't make no sense. Crime is arising, like a tide. Nobody's waving. That's not even a crime. What Chief Cannoli is failing to say is that there have been a string of cat burglaries over the last few days. Cat burglaries? Well, what was taken? Cacas! I don't know why I'm surprised. Apparently nobody could get in touch with the shade or the vamp. Something's got to be done. We got too many calls to handle. Tourists are terrified their tabbies could be taken. And all I get are calls from people wanting to know where the shade and the vamp are. So where are they? There you are. Wincho, where have you been? He told me to find Theo and Wednesday. So I went all the way to Springfield looking for them. But instead, it turned out that the shade... Springfield! You better not try to get reimbursed for that. But... Get back to work before I put you back on the joke a day column. Yes, sir. Rockwell! Morning! Get out there and get me this story! And the rest of you! Just get out! I don't understand why I'm so upset. I'm ready to quit this job today. I'm tired of this. Cat burglaries, huh? Sounds like Bertrand Vandersnelling the third. <laughs> I'm gonna have to listen to you gush about those eyes of his, aren't I? They're so blue. They're not that blue. It seems like the city's in trouble, Theo. What do you say? What else can I say? This looks like a job for... The Shade. This has been Throwing Shade. Brought to you by Griptite Dentures. Throwing Shade has also been brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe to our podcast. Or leave a review. Created by Andrew Pond and Sarah Siegel. Written by Andrew Pond with Zach Osterman. Directed by Andrew Pond. Starring the voice talents of Chloe Adamo, Jessica Lauren Fisher, Daniel Houle, Noel Kleiss, Zach Osterman, Andrew Pond, Rochelle Prue, and Monica Safflick. Our Foley artist was Lori Iyer. Our engineer was Daniel Houle. And I am your narrator, Noel Kleiss. Special thanks to Tina Salamone! Tune in next week. Same shade time, same shade station!